0: his name we pray amen we're glad, glad you can have a seat uh, if, if you're watching uh, online you can have a seat too i, I you might not have even stood up but one of the one of the odd things about uh this this whole uh COVID era that we're in is remembering that that we have people that are joining us uh online and and couch church pajama church whichever you you choose to call it we're glad that you guys are, are joining us and then some will be watching uh, later on uh, There's something uh, you know, we're, we're adapting and we're changing and and we're 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 actually I, I want to be past the point of trying to keep up I want to get ahead. All right? so so we're, we're gonna get ahead. So if this is your first time here You guys get to ge- get to be um, Sort of guinea pigs for me. Okay, or if it's your second time here and you haven't filled out a digital connect card so are, are you guys ready for this? Are, are you, you don't even know this is coming, do you? Yeah, so you can now take out your phone and you can text the word welcome to 575-205-4740. Now I'll say that again because I forgot to put you uh, a deal up on the screen. So uh, for those of you who are watching online, um, it is 575-205. I sound like a salesman, don't I? Five seven five two zero five four seven four zero, and text welcome to that number and uh, we will be in touch with you. So, so we're, we're moving right along, man. I tell you, uh, pretty soon um, I won't even have to remember things. I'll have an implant and Warren will tell me from back behind, hey, you didn't give me a slide for that. But um, well, we are glad that you're here. We're in a series in the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. And it has been a really really fun series to go through and today is going to be one of those two-parter series So the title of the message today is authority. We're in in Luke chapter 4. We're going to be doing just a few verses Don't get too excited. Um, it it only takes a few verses for us to make a whole service, but uh, I, I want us to look at this idea and i'll just give you the big idea right up front that jesus has all authority have you ever thought about that before? Jesus has all authority. We, we kind of lump uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit kind of together because they are three in one. But we need to remember that, that they work together and, and there are some things that the Father does, there are some things the Son does, and some things that the Spirit does. And, and so kind of the corollary to this idea that Jesus has all authority is this, is that since jesus has all authority we should submit to him in every area of our lives some of you are like man i picked a bad day to try out church right if if you're not a believer you're thinking "What?" well just listen let the holy spirit speak to your hearts this is something that we just don't think about a whole lot that jesus has all authority let me read the passage to you again we're in luke chapter 4 uh, verses 38 through 41 And and just a a few short little verses. There's a lot packed in here and we're going to tie in uh, some of the, the the stuff that we've read so far in Luke. Here's what it says. Verse 38. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. This is Simon Peter. Now, Simon's mother in law was ill with a high fever and they approached him on her behalf. So let me give you just a little bit of the background of this. Jesus has has. Fairly recently begun his ministry word about him has spread He has taught with authority in the synagogues and, and and that was already his custom by this time when he went to a city He would he would go and he would teach in their synagogues. He was already a Recognized pretty well-known rabbi. He, he wasn't a carpenter who had a good message He was known as a rabbi and he came and he taught and everywhere he taught The the immediate thought was he teaches with authority that that's what you see and you'll see it through the gospels That jesus when he taught he taught with authority He didn't teach as if he was getting this second or third hand He didn't refer to his teacher who taught him He taught as if they were the words of god himself because they were And and so then jesus began to 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 do this and as was his custom He he, in in Capernaum in the city of Galilee, he went into the synagogue and he began to teach and and as he did There was a man with a demon who stood up and who began to speak and jesus rebuked the demon And the demon came out of him and what they said earlier They said this man teaches with authority even in in Capernaum but when jesus rebuked the demon and he came out what they said was This man Has authority such that even the demons have to obey him and and then now we come to this. And and so this is right after that. He's still in Galilee, and he goes to Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house. That that gets real fun to say, right? So he goes to he goes to Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house, and she was ill with a fever. Now, we live in, in, in such a modern place that we just don't think about that a whole lot. I mean, anybody in here ever had a fever? You know? <laughs> that happens. Some of you are afraid to raise your hand. We don't mean right now, <laughs> but, but, you know, when you do that, man, you're just wiped out. I mean, I remember my dad was never sick and, and he got the flu one time and man, he was just in bed until the fever broke. And I remember going in, he he called to me and, and I went in and he was sweating uh, in bed, wanting me to get him some water and, and his fever had broke and boy, he got much better after that. It still took him a few days though, you know. Any of you had a really bad flu that like a week you're sick with the flu and then uh, All of a sudden you wake up and you feel great till you walk to the living room and you're crawling by the time you get to the to the couch. You're like, Whoa, I'm, I'm still weak so Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. This was a very dangerous thing and in third world countries They still when someone has a fever, you don't take it lightly. They can't run and grab a tylenol or ibuprofen uh, Like like we can um, it, It's a very serious thing. So she was very ill and it says here that they appealed to him jesus on her behalf so what they did was they went and said jesus is there something you can do you know peter's mother-in-law is is really ill and so here's what he did he boy i skipped ahead there he stood over her and he rebuked the fever and it left her now that's pretty cool right jesus has authority in his teaching Jesus has authority even over the demons. And then now he comes and he rebukes the fever and it leaves right away. He has authority even over disease is, is where Luke is, is going with this, helping us to see. And, and there's something really interesting that, that you need to know here. When I first read this as a, as a 16-year-old Christian, <laughs> I thought, well, that's a little chauvinistic. Let, let me read this to you and, and you'll see why. So he stood over her. He rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. <laughs> Mom, are, are you feeling better? Yeah, good. Can you make me something to eat? Yeah. Listen, we got these these twelve disciples here, and you know there's some other people around, and we're, we're kind of hungry. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better, but could we get some lunch? I mean, how weird is that? You know, and and I didn't understand that as a 16-year-old, brand-new baby Christian. Um, But here is the point of this. Jesus rebuked the fever, and she was completely and totally healed. She wasn't even weak anymore. The the idea here isn't that, you know, uh, women, as soon as your fever breaks, you need to get up and make dinner. That's not the point here. The point was, that she was completely healed when jesus healed her not only was her fever gone but she regained all of her strength she didn't do what i've had to do and maybe you've had to do after you've been really sick you know take another week then only at 50 percent. you know maybe um that i i remember i was really sick one time the pastor at the church i was at was sick the week before me and he said you know what i, I uh, it'll take you two weeks and i said well it might have taken you two weeks not going to take me two weeks and it didn't really um man at the end of that first week boy i was great from about nine to (laughs) ten and then i had to go home and by the end of the week i could stay almost to the end of the day not so with peter's mother-in-law when jesus healed her she was completely healed And she rose, and she began to serve them. Now, mind you, she didn't pop something in the microwave. This was a big deal. So she began to cook, and they would have to prepare well ahead of time. She began to feed them what she had and then began to prepare. And then there's something that that is really cool that that happened. It says, when the sun was setting. Now, apparently, this was a big deal. First of all, Jesus was a pretty well-known rabbi by this point. Jesus taught with authority. He cast out demons. He had authority even over the demons. Now they realize he has authority over disease. When the sun was setting, verse 40, all those who had any any, who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty cool. The, the idea that, that Luke, I, I think, is helping us to explain, John talks about this in his gospel, and John says, These things that I've written to you are so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believe in him. So when when Luke is including this, he's including this for a very specific reason. Luke wants us to know that Jesus has authority over teaching. He has authority in his teaching. He has authority over demons. He has authority even over disease. We're going to find out later. Jesus even has authority over the wind and the sea, right? The idea is this. It's the big idea that Jesus has all authority, all authority. Let me read some some verses to you. Are you guys ready? These are included. You can pop those up there. Um, and by the way, you can get this on the Version app Bible and just go to uh, First Baptist Church and you can save the notes on there. Go back and look at these later. Th- this is Matthew 28, 18. Most of you probably can can recite this. You have this memorized. Jesus says when he came to them, he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, we know this is This is the the predecessor for the Great Commission uh, that we quote a whole lot. But we don't need to miss this. Jesus is coming to his disciples and he is saying that all authority and in heaven and on earth has been given to me. How much authority? All. All authority. Now, this is one of those things with the Trinity that kind of bends our our mind a little bit because we're saying, so does that mean God, the father has no authority, that Jesus doesn't have authority? Uh, I'm sorry, that the Spirit doesn't have authority. We know in the way that it, that it works out that God the Father has given Jesus all authority. He has granted that to Jesus. There is nothing that is not under Jesus' authority. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus is the one in charge, I, I guess is a good way to say it. Here's what he says, Matthew 11, 27. All things have been handed over to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father. And no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him. He says, all things have been handed over to me by the father. That God has given Jesus authority and charge over all things. Over how many things? Just want to make sure you got that part. This is John 335. Jesus says, the father loves the son And has given all things into his hand. How many things? You you guys are getting there. This is an interactive message. I I know the people at home are shouting it. Their neighbors are wondering what's going on. This is exciting to me. To to realize that Jesus has been given all authority. There is nothing in heaven or on earth. Or in one place it even says under the earth. That is not in his authority. This is John 13, 3-4. Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hand how many things all things into his hands That's right That's even bigger. Let me read the rest of that that passage for you. That's even bigger than than just that Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God rose from supper This is the last supper And he laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. This is the one who has how much authority? All authority. Who laid aside his garments, took on a towel, and he washed the disciples' feet. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 through 22, Paul writes that he, that's Jesus, I'm sorry, God, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places Far above all rule. And by the way, whenever you see uh, this is true in English as well, he says all rule and authority. The way you can read that, that all applies to both all rule and all authority and all power and all dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things. right. Gave him to the church. How many things? How much authority? How much power? How much dominion? How much rule? Just want to make sure you got that. Uh, Mainly, I saw someone who was dozing. I wanted to make sure they were awake. I'm just kidding. Someone goes, He saw me. That is amazing. Jesus has all authority and the second part that's the big idea and the second part of the big idea is this and this is where we'll spend the bulk of our time this morning since jesus has all authority we should submit to him in every area of our lives that's where you're like you know you should have just stopped with the all authority thing that's pretty cool but now you're telling me that we have to submit to him in every area of our lives who we're going to dig into that a bit and see really what that means. If Jesus does, and he does, have all authority, if Jesus has all authority, then we should submit to him in every area of our lives. There is nothing that is not under the authority of Jesus. Did you kind of get that from the verses that I read? How many things are not under the authority of Jesus? None. Yeah, I I thought I was going to trick one of you at least. So, So let me ask you, let me ask you this. Uh, this is a little bit heavy on application this morning, because this is this is big for us. Does Jesus have authority over your finances? Yes, because He has all authority, right? Does He does He have authority over what you earn? Yes. Does He have authority over how you spend? Yes. Does he have authority over how you give? Yes. Jesus has all authority. And that sounds really great when I'm looking at you. Jesus has authority over you. Yeah. He has authority over your money. He has authority over how much you earn. I'm picking on you because when I'm on the stage and you're sitting down, I'm taller than you. He has authority over how you spend. He has authority over how you give. And we like that when we're pointing our finger at other people, don't we? You know what? Jesus has authority over my finances. He has authority over what I earn. He has authority over how I spend. And he has authority over how I give. He has that authority. We're going to talk about what that means to us in the second part. we need to realize that jesus has authority over that and that has implications for us not only that i only picked three of these things by the way just because you know i i wore my steel-toed boots i wish they were steel-toed because i'm stepping on my feet too does jesus have authority over your relationships yeah see some of you it's getting quieter you're like i'm afraid to say so (laughs) Your marriage, your parenting. Thank you. <laughs> your friendships, your dating. I love it. I, I I love students. God brought me to faith in Christ when I was fifteen, and so I I just have a heart for students, especially in these times. um but, but when I see them do the dating thing, I say, okay, now, you guys leave room for Jesus. <laughs> You're sitting a little too close. But this, this. And you know what? That, that, that's a fun way to get them not to be hanging on each other. But it also helps them understand you need to leave room for Jesus in your relationships. In fact, you probably ought to put him first. Does he have authority over your calendar? Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are like I think my calendar has authority over me. What do you Over your time? How you spend your time? What you do with your time? And what you don't do with your time? Guys, this 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 gets into the meat of life, doesn't it? And and, and it's really it's it's great for us because you know, no matter who is king jesus is the king of kings no matter whose governor he is the the prince of peace and the king of kings and the lord of lords he is over all uh, I, you guys have read this and, and i know that you know this but maybe we just need to be reminded of this uh, we're still um, just barely a month away no matter who is president jesus is the king of kings you know that right do you know jesus has authority over our president do you know Jesus has authority over our governor? Do you know Jesus has authority over our mayor? Do you know Jesus has authority over our pastor? <laughs> we need to remember that. And we need to pray. You pray, pray, pray as we head into this election, and you get you get out and vote. Or vote however you need to, but vote. We are to be the salt and light in the world, but we don't ever. We don't need to hang anything on an election. We don't need to hang anything on a, a, a ruler or a governor in this world. We need to hang everything on Jesus because he has how much authority? All authority. All. Did you know the world's not going to stop spinning? After the election? The wheels might come off. No. <laughs> a joke. Don't. I don't need any texts or emails. Just trying to lighten lighten the mood a little bit Jesus has all authority and since he has all authority We need to submit to him in every area of our lives every area The books I read the music I listen to the movies. I watch the people I hang around I'm we're gonna mess with you. I just thought of this one because I'm a little bit hungry right now Jesus has authority over the food I eat. Now, I don't know what that means for you. You figure that out when you go eat lunch. But Jesus has all authority. And since he does, we need to submit to him in every area of our life. Proverbs 13, 5 and 6. You probably know these. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Man, that's hard to do. We like to lean on our own understanding. Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path or your translation may say he will make your path straight. Let's flesh this out in just a few minutes before we head into communion. I'll tell you how we do that. First of all, we trust in him with all of our heart. We don't try to figure it out on our own. Anybody in here ever mess up? anybody online have you ever messed up we all have there are things that i thought i understood and i didn't understand now my family would have told you i didn't understand it to start with but i thought i knew trust in the lord depend on him jesus has all authority submit to him and don't lean on your own understanding and when right here when he says in all your ways acknowledge him that word acknowledge is kind of a big word you, you can even put know him. That, that's kind of the idea behind his, this. In all your ways, know him. Know his mind. In, in all these things. And, and we, we get that from his word. We get into his word. Let his word get into to us. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. That, that's not some flippant little acknowledgement. It, it means really this, that we invite him into every area of our lives. Every so so, so let, let's walk through this just a little bit What do we do for that this will be part of our response this morning as we prepare for communion Jesus I invite you into my finances Jesus would would you I submit my finances to you would would you and by the way? I just picked these three because these are pretty all-encompassing Jesus I I invite you and in. I just submit to you in that and and, and what I make Jeez, I, I, I give that over to you you decide what i need to earn and, and how i spend the, the the things that you put into my care i, I invite you into that for, for some of us we're going to go try to buy a candy bar later and we're going to be oh you know if i skip that candy bar i can put that money aside and use it for something else. I'm, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying when we invite him into our finances, when when we submit our finances to him, then then then, then we're trusting him for what we earn. But we also submit to him in how we spend our money. You know, I I, I, I tell you, I'm stepping on my toes here. When I go to sips our YouTube channel isn't monetized, so we don't have to worry about saying stuff like that. But when I go to sips when I go there. I really now this week may everything may change for me, but I really don't think Jesus should I buy that candy bar? I mean, I don't know about you, but wouldn't that be cool if if we invited him into our finances to the point that everything we spend, we say, God, what would you have me do here? I don't know. I might not need to work out. I mean, I don't. But, you know. (laughs) I might be able to to drop that quarantine 50 or whatever it was if I just like submit to Jesus and what I spend. Now I'm going to get real convicted every time I go to it. But those people need to eat, too. We need to support our local businesses. (laughs) And I pointed to the coffee shop when I said that. How I give. Submit to him and and how he give and and this isn't a, a big giving or tithing message, but let me just tell you, you know, we, we, we always think about the tithe, Then that word means tent. Um, Paul said God loves a hilarious giver. <laughs> give hilariously, you know. So, If I invited him and, and say, God, how much how much would you want me to give? I know we're like, I'm afraid to. What if I can't go to all and buy the candy bar later? Right. What would it look like if we invited Jesus into our finances and said, I I submit to you and and what I make, that's up to you and and how I spend the money and and how I give. Jesus, I'm going to submit to you and I'm going to ask you that. Well, that was just one. The other one is relationships. What if we invited Jesus into our relationships? What if? What if we invited him into our marriage and hopefully we have already, but you know, sometimes Sometimes we try to handle it on our own and we kind of boot him out a little bit I don't know if that's ever happened to you. What if we say jesus? I want you to be the center of my marriage What if you sat down with your spouse and you say, hey Let's make sure that we invite jesus into our marriage all the time right What if we invited him into our parenting? I, I I'll do the series all together at one point. I've kind of spread it out through the years. But parenting like God. So so we we reflect a relationship with God to our children. Well, what if we invited Jesus into our parenting and, and submitted to him in our parenting? And, and and how should I deal with this? And, and, and really kind of look at G, how Jesus deals with us and, and let that be the model for us in dealing with our kids. And by the way, parenting includes grandparenting, our children, our children's children. What if What if we did that? What, what if we invited Jesus into our relationships with our friends? <laughs> I, I'll tell you one thing, and I don't know if this is a guy thing. I, 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 I think it, it is. I bet our jokes would be, I was going to say a lot better. They might not be any funnier, but they'd be a lot cleaner, wouldn't they? You invited Jesus into your friends friendships, men? You know, somehow all the jokes I remember are the ones that I heard before I was a Christian, and I can't tell those. It would season our speech, wouldn't it? If we invited Jesus into our friendships, it would change, I think, who we're actually friends with now, not who we're friends to, because we are, as a church, compassionate friends to those who don't know Christ even. But but those that we lean on, it would change who we lean on, wouldn't it? If we invited Jesus into our friendships? And maybe even if it's someone who's not a believer and we invited Jesus into that friendship, maybe he can... Maybe he can work in their hearts. Change the way that we deal with them. Um, and, and don't forget, invite Jesus along on your date. <laughs> for those of you who are single, yeah, so, so you don't ever just date you and, and them, it's, it's you and Jesus and them, and be sure to leave room for Jesus. What if we invited him into our relationships like that? And submitted to him in our relationships. And finally, our calendar. What if we said, I know, boy, this is scary. Jesus, here's my calendar. Tomorrow's Monday. That's the start of the week for most of us. Tomorrow's Monday. What if we sat down in the morning and said, Jesus, I want to give my calendar to you. And I submit my calendar to you. And I want you to dictate what I do this week. I prayed this prayer one week, and, and when you pray this prayer, you got to be ready for God to answer. He will answer yes to this prayer. God, would you interrupt my schedule whenever you need to? And I don't know about you. I plan the work and work the plan. That's the way that I'd go. And it's hard for me to change like that. Oh, nope. See, here's the way this works. I'd check my email at 9. At 10 o'clock, i do this, you know. No, no, we can't switch those two. I've already planned that out. What if we submit to Jesus in our time, in our calendar? I know it got real quiet toward the end there, didn't it? But, but listen, I don't, want, I don't want us to study God's word just for information. You see, the reason that I encourage you all the time to get into God's word is for transformation. If you can if you can get into God's word and it doesn't change who you are, something's wrong. So this morning is, as we prepare to take communion, as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper together, can I just encourage you to do these these things, to submit to the authority of Jesus with your finances? To submit to the authority of Jesus with your relationships. And to submit to the authority of Jesus with your calendar. And, and, and let our response, this is an invitation for you to respond. Let our response be to him in those areas and say, Jesus, you have all authority. And because you have all authority, I submit to you in every area of my life. And I'll tell you what happens a lot of times when we do that. God will tap on your heart and say, what about that will you submit that to me, and if the Holy Spirit does that for you this morning, you can just do that where you are you can you can do it at home you can do it here if you want to come and pray at the altar you can do that but but let me just encourage you this morning for each and every one of us that we submit to the authority of Jesus in every area of our lives. Those are the three main the broad areas, but in every area of our life and he if he taps on your heart in a specific area just just give it to him. And if you're like me, I might have to do that again tomorrow or later today. And the Holy Spirit's really good about saying, hey, you gave that to me, but then you took it back. <laughs> Can you give that back? And that we learn to be in continual submission to Jesus. I, I, I want to pray for you, and, and as I do, the worship team is going to come up. And and this is this is an invitation for you to respond, but but when whenever you are able uh, after you've had a chance to respond, would you, uh, if you want, and if you have made a public profession of faith in Jesus Christ, we invite you to join us in communion this morning. Uh, there are some here, uh, and there are some on that table, and and take that, take it back to your seat with you, and then a- after a time, I will come up and we will all take communion together, the, the bread and the juice as a symbol of our unity in Christ, the body of Christ. Let me pray for us, and then you guys respond. Father, you're amazing. I thank you for the way that you work and move in our midst. I thank you that, God, you always pursue relationship with me. Lord, when I pull away, you don't back off. In fact, your word tells us that you chasten, you discipline those whom you love and god we thank you for that that's just proof that we're yours this morning god i pray that as we submit to the authority to the lordship of jesus christ in every area holy spirit would you just speak to our hearts and if there's a if there's a a, a, something that we haven't submitted to you would you just place that on our hearts would you just bring that to mind so we can just confess it to you and just submit to you and, and then, God, as, as we as we take communion together in, in just a moment, Lord, would you just knit our hearts together? Help us to be one in the bond of love. Help us to be one in Christ, who is the head of the church. And God, would you just knit us together in such a way? Help us to be of one heart and one mind that those around would take notice. That, that the word on the street about First Baptist Church, Clowcroft, is see how they love one another. They must be followers of Jesus. And God, I pray that as you do that, that the gospel of Jesus would go out from this place. Lord, and you would draw people to faith in Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.